Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining in the Jazzbar podcast. This is Razia Ali, your host. And in today's episode, um, we have a very special guest who has come all the way from Saudi Arabia. So this uh, very special guest is somebody who has um, a psychology background, um, is a psychologist and in fact has helped several students across uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, counselling them and now is also uh, working to create some workshops and help people with their self-development. And if that wasn't enough, we also have her doing life coaching, which is incredible. She's nearly um, finished her qualifications and has been practicing coaching um, for a number of years. Please welcome Bian. Uh, thank you so much for coming to the show. Yeah, hello. I'm really glad to be the first guest in your episode. Oh, thank you for joining. I'm so, so excited to kind of have you here because it's been something that's been ongoing for some time. I think we first met, mm-hmm. uh, what, October, I think it was? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I never thought that, you know, we would connect and you'd have so many, you know, interesting stories to share. And I just thought it made sense to introduce you into a podcast and actually have you speak about it so that, you know, we have all these misperceptions about the Middle East and yeah. kind of what we think um, mm-hmm. and I think it'd be very interesting to kind of explore with you um, what the reality is versus yeah. what we're shown in the media. Yeah exactly and I'm really glad to present to people what is Saudi and especially about the women and what, what women can do now so yeah thank you for that <laughs> thank you for making me present my country in a really good way oh no absolutely my pleasure mm-hmm. um i guess it makes sense after the you know um introduction which mm-hmm. of course you deserve just to kind of have a bit of a background on um what's your background and kind of why why did you decide to go you know into life coaching when especially you have psychology background you could have gone into any mm-hmm. direction um yeah Oh, it's a long story. Like, it started in 2017, December. I remember I met a coach. Her name is Alia Raja. He's a, she's from UK. Uh, I attended her workshop. It was about how to be the queen of 2018. So she, she was offering a coaching session for free. And I take it, actually, I did, I, I, at this moment, I didn't realize what is coaching. And I have no idea exactly what is it so I take the first coaching session and I was really struggling in my life lost where I am or what where I can find myself or what I want to do in the future so I was thinking with her the coaching session and she she told me one word completely changed my life 100% she told me like I was telling her oh I don't feel it's the right moment I'm waiting for the right time she told me if you still wait for the right moment, believe me, it will never come. Just do it. After that, it made me realize what I wanted to do. After that, I started to get the coaching course in Saudi with the, my best trainer, Samir Benton. And I found this is my passion, to help girls especially move toward a life and achieve the goal in really basic way and there is nothing impossible in life if you put yourself inside it and you believe in yourself. Wow, um, that's uh, that's very interesting. So, um, if you know anybody wanted to kind of learn a little bit more about um, this coach that you mentioned, where where we can we find her? 
uh, she have a social media account on Instagram. Okay. And, yeah. And now she's in Dubai. So, um, just so uh, the listeners know exactly who was kind of the, uh, you know, main person who actually inspired you. Um, on Instagram, she is known as, uh, was it Coach Alia? Yeah, exactly. Oh, fantastic. Um, so, Coach underscore Alia, um, that's A-L-I-Y-A. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead, follow her. She has a background. Um, she's a Pakistani coach who is uh, British and is now working out of Dubai. Mm-hmm. And and uh, where exactly did you meet her? I met her in London. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Through her workshop that she do it every December and every last few years. Um, it's called How to Be the Princess of 2018. It was at this time. And I really didn't realize it was two years ago. That's wow. fantastic. It's really amazing. And I want to tell her from here, thank you so much. You have changed my life. Oh, wow. But <laughs> mm-hmm. do you mind just kind of explaining what is coaching and what are you kind of looking to do with that space? Mm. Actually, I'm targeting youth people to help them to decide which way they will go, especially when they graduated from high school. Oh, I don't know where, to, where I go, which major I would choose, which I... I can't, I can't help them to have the self-awareness about it and realize what they want to do and with have a clear thought which decision they will make in life. It's about that. And also I'm helping the girls. Ha- there is nothing impossible of life if you have a plan to do it and you have a step-by-step. Maybe it will take time, but you will achieve it at the end if you believe in yourself. Wow. And I can't help but um, kind of almost think about the world that you come from. Um, Saudi Arabia, the way that we have been brought up mm-hmm. to perceive that country is um, very restrictive, very um, oppressing to women. Um, you need a mehram, which is another word for a man to even, you know, kind of travel or um, there's so many kind of misperceptions that the media is also, you know, on a Mm. daily basis showing. Mm. Um, And of course, with the new prince coming into um, play and everything kind of um, changing from Mm -hmm. music festivals happening, women being able to drive, so many changes have already occurred. What I would like to ask you is how has coaching been perceived in Saudi Arabia? It's still something new in Saudi. People, they don't know the difference between therapy and coaching. They still think that you will give them an advice and you will have guidance for them. It's still, they, they are not aware too much about it, but it's coming. There is a lot of new generation become a coach. There is amazing coaches in Saudi. Like an example, one of my trainer, he had done that almost for 30 years ago. Like, he's... The one that I can say the first generation of coaches in Saudi, maybe. <laughs> like an example, also, people, when they start to have the session with me, they have the awareness. They say, okay, thank you. Like an example, there is one of my clients. Now she have the first award of archery as a woman. Wow. Yeah, she wa- actually, she was one of my first clients. That's incredible. So that's kind of almost sharing the power of what coaching can do. So Mm -hmm. just for our listeners to actually have that 
you know broader understanding coaching is more for individuals who um, have short-term or long-term goals um, and are working to move forward Mm -hmm. Um, and these are kind of the little blockers or huge blockers in your life that are preventing them from kind of moving forward and a coach can really help with kind of the Mm -hmm. you know stepping stones and just kind of give that clarity and Mm -hmm. the answers are always um, within you is that it would would you say that's the right definition yeah exactly but i want to add something important for a person who's ready to change i cannot help you if you are not ready to change that's so true i completely agree i think sometimes when you're in this space and in this type of training especially when you're quite new Mm -hmm. and you see that somebody is really in need of Mm -hmm. this kind of help you can't help but you know try and you know, either exercise some of the theories that you've been learning or alternatively Mm -hmm. try and reach out and say, you need this, trust me. But thanks for sharing. Um, So uh, naturally, I have to ask, I mean, given that um, even if we put the media aside and it's, um, you know, Islamic country, it's um, got a lot of rules and regulations for men and for women. we were having this discussion um, earlier about being an entrepreneur and what that actually means in Saudi Arabia. And what you had said is that's actually a lot more normal now in comparison to what it used to be. Exactly. Do you mind just kind of um, talking us through that? Like an example, people, they still have the stereotype of a Saudi, especially women, like, oh, she cannot travel alone, she cannot go anywhere, she cannot... No, no, no. It's, if you come to my society, you will see a lot of amazing worker women. They achieve a lot of stuff. Actually, in the work community, there is a lot of famous and amazing businesswomen. And it's completely different. They can't travel alone. We can live. Actually, I'm sorry, but maybe some, some people will be shocked. I can't go alone by myself. I don't need a mahram. Some people, they think, they think I need to hold my father or my brother to go anywhere. No, no, no. I drive. I go outside to hanging out with my friend in a coffee shop, restaurant. We go to the music festival. We, we have fun. We, ha- we are normal. <laughs> Not like with media show because people, they have, oh, you can't travel alone. You can't study. Did your brother? Uh, yeah. Why he will not? No, Maybe if we speak about 20 years ago, about them. there is some strict about that but now no 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 it's completely different especially after the new prince Mohammed bin Salman and our new king Salman. oh wow so what you're saying in fact is this whole picture that's painted in mm-hmm. the news is completely incorrect and what the reality is that women are actually very empowered and they are able to go to coffee shops, go to a music festival, go for a nice dinner or Mm -hmm. a nice walk. And it does not require them to have a mehram, a a man, Mm -hmm. um, to actually accompany them. Is is that right? Yeah, especially after the rule, the new rules that we had one year ago that now we can't travel alone without mehram permission. And is that because the laws have changed? Yeah. Okay. This is after the new king and our new parents also, Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, they changed the law. They give you the chance to go alone to be independent woman. And um, what does that mean, that being independent? That you can do a lot of stuff without Baham permission. Like you can work, you can travel, you can drive, you can even live alone without a mahram. Wow. So what you're saying is that you can actually move out of your family home 
without anyone's permission, whether that be your brother or yeah. your mother or yeah if the girls want to do that yeah but for my side i'm doing that because i respect my family and i won't stay with my family no one like make me to stay with them no no absolutely yeah. so that that's such an interesting yeah and especially the women sorry for that but yeah. the women they do that because they value the family we have family as special first things in our community and because we want to do that we do that no one make us okay and I mean, it, just given that you've just changed the whole conversation already and, yeah. and basically told us that, by the way, women can do whatever they want mm. and, you know, the laws have almost kind of allowed that empowerment to come mm. into place. Yeah. But how realistically are we seeing women in Saudi Arabia actually getting that freedom regardless of the law? If I'm seeing my friends around me, all of them, they are worker. One of them, she worked with uh, as a sport, archery sport. One of them, she's a doctor. She studied in Canada. My sister, she's a speech therapist, work at university. One of my friend, uh, she work she work in a company. One of them, one of my friends, she's own a business, her own uh, restaurant. So every one of us have a different field and different. They can they can do what they want. So, I mean, first of all, it's incredible, but also if we um, take a few steps back, I mean, you yourself travel from Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. to London on a monthly basis for the course that you're studying at the yeah. moment. Um, you know, what's your family like and, and kind of what were the dynamics when you were growing up? Actually, my father, he's the first supporter of me. He wants me to be strong, be independent, can live by my own and achieve my goal. And he always told me in one word, I believe you will be something in the future. Wow, that's encouraging. Yeah. Even my mom, she support that. Like she told, her, she told me good luck, like she make a dua for me as a Muslim mom. <laughs> yeah, they all, all of them, they support, even my brothers and my sisters, all of them, they support me. They, they are with me like they no one like say no you cannot do it no 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 never and where would you say women's position is today in Saudi Arabia given that you have a quite liberal family upbringing and they're almost encouraging you to go after what you're passionate about yeah. and it's nice that you've actually found that. We were speaking about that earlier where you were saying that I'm so lucky and grateful yeah. that I've found something that I'm so passionate about exactly um does it pay? It's a new time, especially as a like, coaching in Saudi, it's new things. So I know the income is new time. And in any position, anyone, anything you want to do, especially if you have a passion in it, the income will come in the future. And for me, the value from doing this work actually to help people achieve their goals, to help people to realize that, especially for Muslim community with the religion, you can achieve your goal really easily. That's incredible. Yeah. That is actually incredible. So uh, often when we're in a space which is helping mm -hmm. other individuals maybe achieve their goals mm -hmm. or, you know, trying to get them from where they are to where they want to be in the near future, um, whether that's hitting a certain number of sales goals or, mm -hmm. you know, completing a project or it could just be a university degree, mm -hmm. often what, 
you know, I have found and some of the kind of workers that have been in this field for a long time is yeah. the struggle to constantly try and justify the price and the cost associated with something yeah. like this. And some have even gone as far as to give their opinions and say, good work doesn't pay. What's your opinion on that? Does it eventually pay? Good work, if you have a passion, it will pay in the future if you believe you will have a payment in the future. That's incredible. Because you have your you have your unique touch in every work. You cannot, even if you have, a, they say you cannot be, go to study like an example, like an example in any work. Like let's say as a psychologist, I'm sorry. No, there is no job opportunity. Why? No, no, you can have a job opportunity if you love what you are doing. Because you have the uniqueness. You can show different things than people presented in the work space. So you can be unique in your way. There is nothing impossible. If you, you can create your own job, your own things, and how to sell yourself to people. And would you describe yourself as a role model in Saudi Arabia? Actually, it depends because there is nothing, no specific role model. Maybe someone who loves what I'm doing, they want to do the same, maybe I will be a role model. But I cannot say I'm a role model. I'm just me, present myself. And I hope I will influence people in a positive way. Like an example, I will, especially who's lost and they don't know what they want to do. And you, if you still you don't find yourself, you will, but just try and believe in yourself. You are something and you are enough. Wow, um, thank you so much. That's very encouraging. Um, and that leads me to ask you, I mean, for a woman who is very encouraging to be independent, mm-hmm. um, who really respects the idea of um, being educated and kind of bringing out the best versions of um, individuals, mm-hmm. um, you know, did you have any role models when you were growing up? I have different role models. Special first of role model, he was Egyptian. Okay. He's uh, actually a coach and a psychologist. He speaks about positive psychology. His name is Ahmed Amara. And the second role model, my trainer, Samir Benton. And can we find them on, uh, like, social media? Ahmed Amara, yeah, definitely you can find them on social media. But Samir Benton, he's not kind of person of social media. But he do a lot <laughs> okay. of courses in Saudi. Lovely. And okay. his, his courses are really famous. Okay. And specific, the girl that who changed my life, Alia Raja. She's my role model. That's fantastic. So, yeah, I think we, we need to get in touch with Coach Alia just yeah, to kind definitely. of get her to speak about her journey because whatever she's done has worked her magic so well that today you're actually making a huge mm-hmm. impact and you're constantly sharing stories. Um, you know, what are some of the challenges around coaching? As I told you before, there's no awareness about it, especially the especially that clients when they come, okay, when I ask them what do you want to talk about, I don't know, you tell me. How I will know if you are not ready to change your life? Or give me an advice. Some of people, especially a person who don't want to take responsibility about their decision in life. I can't help you with that. I cannot help you with that. This is a challenge that some of them I need to have time with them, uh, especially for a person who don't understand the difference between therapy and coaching also. 
I need to make them have a clear idea about what is coaching. And I can see how it impacts people, my clients. And even if I didn't have income yet, big income from it, but I know it will happen in the future because I have the skills to do that. Okay, and you know when when we're talking about kind of therapy versus coaching what is the actual big differentiator between the two yeah a therapist who give an advice who solve a problem give you a solution but as a coach i you know i just like your way to find your own self you have awareness of yourself to do you think what you love to do and have the responsible of your life because and also to find, I can't say to find the uniqueness inside you, because I believe in every person have a uniqueness side. As a coach, Alia, she make me realize what I'm, what I'm unique with. So yeah, it's about uh, that. Wow. Um, and you also mentioned that you were doing some work in, um, you know, putting workshops together. Yeah. Putting a workshop in Saudi Arabia and actually having people attend it, you mentioned several times that it has to be a change that has to come from within you. Yeah. Um, how receptive have uh, you know people been, especially with coaching being such a new concept? Mm-hmm. It's like, especially for my workshop, it's not about to make you... Rela- have a certificate because some people attend the workshop just to have a certificate I'd add it to the CV you know but for my workshop to make you have a self-awareness realize yourself be contact with yourself love yourself find your own things and like I'm trying to present also uh, how to motivate yourself by yourself you don't need to have a community to motivate you And people, I can see the girls, especially especially in Saudi, I can see the workshop who the workshop who people attend. There is women more than men, actually. It's funny, yeah, but women in Saudi they are care about self development. I can say more than men. The percentage of the men, women, always more. And do you think that's just because of you know the lack of knowledge around it? Because some of girls, they like to realize, they like to know new stuff, learn self-development. Maybe the community and society help us now to find your own things and you know, your own life. And what are the kind of differentiators that you've seen between Saudi Arabia and you, I know that you've spent some time in London now, mm. um, whilst you've been working with some um, clients over here, yeah. whether that be voluntarily or um, or otherwise, ha- what do you feel has been different, especially the cultures being so different as yeah. well, and the language? Yeah, I can see people here realize more what is coaching and they have awareness about it. But in Saudi, I need time to explain to my clients what's coaching. So this is the difference. And... You actually coach in Arabic, is that right? Yeah, in Saudi, definitely in Arabic. Oh, fantastic. So do you feel that because you're able to speak the language and you are a Saudi citizen, that it's easier for you to also have that um, connectivity with the individuals that are living out there? Yeah. Um, You had mentioned that there is a British individual who's also coaching out in Saudi Arabia. Um, 
Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. How do you think that works, given that he speaks English and, you know, the the whole idea of coaching is so new. So um, kind of where did that come from and how does he get his work? He gets his work because he's improved by himself and he has, like, a talent in the side. And especially he works in, in training part more as uh, doing a, actually I have no idea if he's doing coaching session uh, to be honest in Saudi but for me I attend his workshop many times in Saudi and it was amazing oh fantastic yeah and uh, just kind of moving away from the whole coaching side of things and kind of um, the work that you're already doing um, what are some of the values that you hold I have like to help people to make people realize that life is easy nothing is impossible if you believe in yourself and for me especially I will speak about coaching again but it's like especially when I see the results of coaching it's making me feel happy Amazing. There is no word, no word could describe what I'm feeling when I see the result of the client. First of all, um, thank you so much uh, for coming on the first episode. I mean, there is so much more that we want to talk about. So um, we're going to cut it here for at least this section. And then the next episode, we'll be touching on a little bit of a taboo subject. Uh-huh. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, tell everyone exactly where they can contact you, let them know, um, you know, kind of where you're available to con- be contacted. And uh, yeah, um, please. They um, they can contact me by Instagram, Coach Bayan, P-A-Y-A-N. And they can find my contact detail in my account there. And they also, if, I want, if they want to book a coaching session with me, they can do it by email. They can find it by my account. And I would be happy to help you. Oh, fantastic. So, um, Bian has also, um, you know, uh, different languages that she can coach in, such as Arabic, which, um, because it's such a new concept, might be quite difficult to find uh, coaches who actually speak the language. So uh, that's a great uh, plus. And also, of course, uh, she's in London um, as well. So for anybody who's interested over here um, to be actually coached by uh, Brianne, she is around and available. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, please uh, tune into the next episode for us to continue a conversation with Brianne still, but it'll be on a little bit of a different topic. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Any last words before we go? Yeah, I'm going to say if the people who speak Arabic want to follow our episode, we will speak in uh, Light Me. We will speak about uh, different subjects of society. And do you mind saying that in Arabic? Uh, It's called Nawirni, Light Me. If you want to follow us in the program, you can find us in Saudi Women's Story on Instagram. We'll be Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I'll speak to you shortly. <laughs>